Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they try to keep me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they try to go... Welcome back to another episode of Vancouver and Whistler Places, where we tell you all the fun, exciting places that you must not miss around Vancouver and Whistler. And as always, we have our uh, authors of 111 places in Whistler that you must not miss and 111 places in Vancouver that you must not miss, Dave and Graham. So Dave and Graham, good afternoon. I see you. this is an odd uh, afternoon recording for us. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Are you watching the Olympics on TV? <laughs> I have not watched the Olympics yet, but also I don't have television. All right, that would make it difficult to watch them on TV if you don't yes. have one. I feel like that's a whole thing for a lot of people in my age group makes it a little bit difficult. But to the podcast, actually, was that a lead-in for what well, we're, we're going to talk about? Something Olympic-related. Graham, Graham will tell you what we're going to talk. We're discussing it just before we went on here. Yeah. yeah. Well, we thought we'd talk today uh, since the Olympics are going on. Winter Olympics going on in Beijing at the moment. We thought we might talk about the peak podium chapter, chapter seventy-two in the Whistler book. Oh, so this do you know is, about the do you know about the podium of which we speak, Mike? I know I've been by it and I don't remember where it is, but I know I've seen it somewhere. Actually it was hard because in the book you're supposed to typically you give the address of the places. And on <laughs> oh, this one it, we're like the, the address. Is it at the Roundhouse Lodge? The top of Whistler Mountain is what we put in the book. But. <laughs> Yeah, when you get to the top, when you get to the top of Whistler Mountain, there's a uh, a three level wooden um, podium that is great for for selfies and great for photographs. But you know, you, you know who wouldn't want to go stand on top of it with the beautiful? You can see them in the mountain, the coast mountains in the background, and uh, you know it's just so scenic up there. And you're standing yeah, with your friends, first, second, third, silver, gold, bronze. It's yeah. three different levels. And then it's got the five rings. Exactly. You know. So, so reenact a metal moment is the deal. That's the novelty yeah. angle. And so Graham and I worked on the organizing committee for the Olympic Games, so we can tell you a bit about how the actual podiums, how they were built, who built them. And, and you know, I'll give you a bit of history on on the, the company that does the photography for them, you know, and, and how that how that works, because it's kind of a, I wouldn't say a tourist scheme, but it is, it's a money-making scheme up there. They're not just stuck there uh yes. well, i guess they are kind of stuck there yeah, yeah. but there's Wiz. people wanting to take your picture and sell you the picture. anyways graham talk a bit about the olympics and, and the podiums and how they were made for the olympics i think i think that's, I think that's yeah well i mean part. this one that you can see at the top of the whistler mountain and you can stand on with your friends and you can kind of do you know it's like a disney sort of feature you can stand there and get your picture taken and that's it's kind of fun but the um i don't think a lot of people know that the podiums at least for the 2010 games were designed with the same sort of uh, thoughtfulness that went into the medals. You know, you typically just say, ah, it's a podium. What's a podium? You know, they're pretty cool. Someone's higher up than the next person and they're higher up than the third person. But these are like, they put a lot of thought into them. Um, and at the 2010 games, they had 23 handmade podiums, each made from over 200 pieces of pre precision cut British Columbia wood, naturally. Right? So it's kind of like, uh, you know, we're using our own uh, natural resources and uh, making them. And uh, Dave, do you remember where they were made? Well, I, I know that um, in the sponsorship well, angle of that. Or? Yeah, there was a, it probably had something to do with Rona because they were a, they were the lumber sponsor and the lumber home build sponsor. But what I remember, Graham, is that they were there was um, 
a fabrication shop that didn't just make podiums, but That's made it. anything fab shop. out of wood. Yeah, so it would be a big fabrication shop. And I guess everything that we did at 2010, you're thinking of sustainability and you're thinking of value added and thinking about investing in the community. And so I think there was a program to take people that weren't working to teach them a new trade and maybe people that are challenged in some different ways and could use a break and give them jobs um, working at this fabrication shop so that they, they went into an apprentice program, were given the opportunity to work for Vanock and came out with credentials that would allow them to become, you know, journeyman carpenters. I, mean, yeah. I guess it's, it's probably a lot more complicated than that. But these fabrication shops were meant to, um, what's the word I'm looking for, to um, sort of, um, you know, create opportunities and right. create a legacy. So the yeah. games are over and there's 25 young men that weren't working. Now they're all working gainfully. It's not that simple, but that was the idea behind it. The fabrication yeah. shop made a whole bunch of things, including the podiums, and it was meant to uh, be a legacy in terms of training for, for challenged youth, I think. I, I think it was a 30-week carpentry and work experience program. Okay, there you go. The, that's that's what it says in the in this book that I read. This book you picked up, yeah. <laughs> the book that you wrote. Yeah. And what you wrote previously. That's Who wrote that chapter? Who's so I long did, ago? Now. I don't know. Did I write that chapter? I can't, or did you write it? I can't remember. You wrote that chapter. Yeah. Did I? Well, I should like know a, what I'm talking about then. It sounds like a pretty cool thing to like if you if you were part of that program to come out with uh, being able to say that you built an Olympic podium. I totally agree, Mike. I think and that are, would be the highlight. Beautiful, like I, I like they're just beautiful looking. I guess, like I said, I've seen them around and I remember what they look like, and they are uh, they're really they're really nice. They're not just a standard podium. Yeah, yeah. So you're the, the the backstory of BC Wood, you'd expect that. The backstory of a thirty week program that young people go through it that are they're looking for a break. You that that's cool. So I guess everything that the Olympics touches, you want to. You want to put a you know a, a positive um, element of sustainability and the legacy into it. I, I don't know when I watched I watched the um, games in China last night. I didn't pay much attention to the podiums. <laughs> I should have. Uh, going yeah, well, back you're to usually the podium, looking at the flags and you're looking at the faces and medals and everything. You don't often yeah. see the podium, so it's yeah they kind of get the short end of the stick. I think the podiums, but they're they're neat. And I right. think. We we're talking about this a little bit before the show. I can't quite remember, but I think between the two convention centers in Vancouver, there's another podium. I'm not sure if it's one of the original. There's a ton, a lot of tunnel, but there's an access way. Uh, mm -hmm. I would say a, uh, what would you call it? A pathway that's in the walkway kind of that connects yeah, it to. Um, yeah. Walkway, yeah, yeah. And there is a display case that has the metals and the, the torches. And I wouldn't be surprised if the, I think the podium is there. Yeah, but, but it the one at Whistler the same backdrop as that one at Whistler. Wow. No. So the Question. one at Whistler, I mean, I'm always go ahead, Mike. Is was that one that's in Whistler at the top of the mountain? Was it always there? Was it there during the Olympics, or was it moved there for? No. I, well, the one at Whistler is not. I tell you a couple things about it. It's not. It wasn't built by Vanock. It's not one of the Vanock podiums. It is just. Oh. Hate to say it, but it's a piece of plywood cut out to look yeah. like a podium. It's got some nice graphics on it. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's it's not the it's not the ones that the Vanock used. You burst my whole bubble now. I hate to tell you that. Oh, and I'll no. burst. I'll burst it again. Oh, no. Here comes the second burst. Ready? Yeah. They're not up there during COVID. I guess that they feel that to stop there, to stand close to one another, to have a photographer there. So when Graham and I were writing the book, um, you know, we knew that this is something that that has been there for. 12 years get your picture taken on the podium with the olympic rings and once COVID's over it'll be back 
but we had to get a, a source an old picture of it um, because it's stored away somewhere. They're not doing it right now. Yeah. Bummer. But and you my, know what we did find? Sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was, I was going to say, and it's it's got it's twofold. You can just go up there and take your picture with your friends. I think most people just take a selfie nowadays. But there is a photographer there that will, you know, share. You go down to guest services, I guess, and your picture's waiting for you. And you I guess you pay twenty or twenty-five dollars and get a beautifully framed, you know, whatever. Um, probably not framed, but in a uh, in a folder, and just probably better than on your on your um, camera phone. Yeah, and it's a business. You know, and I'm you're gonna often say, Hey, you want your picture taken? I yeah, I always gotta say, No, no, I don't want my picture taken there. I mean, if I want my picture taken there, I hate to say I do with my camera, you know, my phone wouldn't pay you $25 to do it. It feels like an old-fashioned notion to stand there and have somebody yeah. take your picture and then go pick it up when you can do it yourself. Yeah. Wow. This is yeah, that's this it. Is not sponsored by the photo company that's generally at the top of Whistle Mountain. But um <laughs> the rings are still there though, right? Because I was there, I was at the top of whistle yesterday and I want to say they were still there. Is that right? What are they, the rings? Yeah. In that yeah. spot right outside the roundhouse. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Also, as a throwback yeah. to a past episode, those are also close to the piston bullies that we've uh, we've talked about. So from that's that right, area, yeah, you can get up to the roundhouse there and there's the uh, welcoming symbol, there's the light the, the, the light board, piston bullies, there's the podium, there's everything's up there. That's that's where it's happening. That's what's happening, baby. If you're trying to cross a couple things off the Whistler must-sees, then you can do it all in one kind of spot. Well, we going to say, Graham? Yeah, I was going to say, the other thing that's kind of re related and uh, a good must-see is uh, we were in the, the Whistler Museum a number of times, uh, Dave and I, on researching a whole bunch of different uh, angles and different uh, chapters that are in the book. But uh, we were in there and they've got a pretty good uh, Olympic display and they had a torch uh, on there too. And I think Dave, I could actually touch it. I think you can actually like stand, I think it's, you know, it's mounted to the wall. You can't grab it and run around. <laughs> but, but I think you can, I think, you know, it's, it's uh, attached to the wall, but sticking out of the wall. So you can sort of hold onto it and pose yeah. next to it. And, uh, you know, if you have a buddy with a cell phone, you could take a picture there. But um, yeah, for free. For free. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's good. I mean, the, the City Hall, uh, Whistler has got the medals, a beautiful medal display, gold, silver, and bronze. Can stand on the podium with the mountains in the background, go to City Hall, grab the torch. Um, so if you want to take a trip down memory lane, there's there's plenty of opportunities. And I, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that there'll be of interest for years to come. I think in a previous episode, we talked about the, uh, the Let Them Jump. The uh, the ski jump, they can at right. the park. Yep. So that's another yep. thing, kind of cool to go see. Um, the biathlon range, I think I probably mentioned, is just uh, a few hundred yeah. yards away yep. from the ski jump. We probably got ten or twelve Olympic related stories in the book because let's face it, the Olympics changed Whistler and that for forever. So it's an important part of the of the mountains history, and. Um, you know, what, what a, on a beautiful sweeping day to you go up skiing with two of your buddies and you're standing, you're having fun joking around who's going to be in the gold position, silver bronze. <laughs> Somebody takes the picture for you, whether it's the professional or, or a friend. What a great souvenir to have and put on Facebook. You know, three of you standing at the podium, Olympic rings in the background with the mountains. You know, come on, it's a natural. It's great. No yeah. downside. Yeah. Also, I'm just, um, now, that we're, now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking about, uh, and I'm sure we did an episode on this on the, uh, uh, the flame in Vancouver at Jackpool Plaza. Um, I believe it was lit up 
uh, the other day. Um, yes. at, at the same time that the um, oh, I heard about this. Actually. Yeah, but is it, it still? It was, it was lit to commemorate the, the 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 flame in Beijing being lit, which is really cool. I mean, that's did they just, just light it for the day, or is it lit for the duration? I don't. I think. I don't know, Graham. We should know that. That's a very. You should know that. I was just thinking. You know, if it was for the duration, then this this would be the time to go get your picture taken. I got a feeling it was just for the day. I do too. I got a feeling it was just. You know, going back to the sustainability angle, like kind of feel like they wouldn't be. Take a bag of marshmallows and go down there. And on that note, guys, do you have final thoughts, or is it head down to? Jackpot Plaza and try and roast marshmallows. Yeah, I'll take that as my final thought. Whew. I, was just, I was just skiing this afternoon and I came down um, to uh, down to Creekside, down that way, you know, just, just maybe um, 200 meters from where the Creekside ends there, you know, in the gondola. And there's a big green rings there, you know, maybe three, three or 400 meters probably is more realistic. And they got the massive green rings there. Do you know the ones I mean, Mike? You know I do. Why are they green? I've always meant to. Ask I don't know them. why they're green, but okay. it's funny because I stopped there and the, the paint job's coming on. They're looking kind of like they got to be <laughs> repainted and kind of. They need some attention. You know, I've only totally. noticed that. So your okay. tip is to go to Whistler Hardware and get yeah. some, green some green. paint. Or, and or, it just, it's if anybody's listening that is in charge of maintenance at Whistler, you got to keep these things maintained. And that would be another. My tip was that would be another nice place for a shot. But you have to be a skier just because there, there are, I think there's a few other places on the mountain where there are just massive rings, you know, that were part of the broadcast. And it's great that they just leave them up there and people love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, my final thought is if you go to, uh, I think it's called Whistler Olympic Plaza in Whistler, they have the rings there uh, right yeah. by where I think there's yes. uh, a, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. those are very popular because I know every time I'm yeah. in Whistler, there's always a line uh, of people waiting to take the, a shot in front of those rings. And I have there'll be hundreds of thousands of selfies in front of all the places we've mentioned. Yes. And that's a good one to do too. So if you're looking for a series of photos around Whistler and you don't want to pay a company to do it, we've given you a bunch of options here. Um, but on that note, we will wrap this episode up of Whistler, of the Whistler, 111 places in Whistler you must check out. So as we always say, make sure you go to our Facebook page, uh, like it, tell us what you want us to talk about, like uh, tell us what you liked us hearing about. We've got some great listeners from all over the world. Like I said, head to uh, where you find your fine podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, one day, it sounds like we'll get them up on Facebook. So, you know, more to come on that one. But uh, as I always say, make sure you come back next week for another episode of Whistler and Vancouver places where we tell you all the fun, interesting places around Whistler and Vancouver that you must not miss. We will see you next time.